Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post-time with Mike and Mike production. Dresmick Wicked is lonely on the lead. He's up by four. On the outside, don't tell me again, cutting into the margin, but it's McWicked. Four years later, back at the top of the sport. Homicide Hunter who sweeps past to the outside. Homicide Hunter trotting into the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line. 148 and 4, the fastest trotter ever. Dewey did some good down the boulevard of broken dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister in front. Gideon. Three wide, all bets off. They're at the top of the stretch. Rockin' Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie. On the outside, bit of a legend. Rockin' Ron, bit of a legend on the outside. Bit of a legend. This year's battle champion, 23 and 1. Homeward bound in gold cup and soccer. 59, somewhere fancy. Rockin' in heaven. Rose Run Quest is there. Here Fine. Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley in full gear outside. Shark start a feeling. Caviar Alley all out. Shark digging deep. Shark's gonna dig in here and get the win here. Shark up on the front end. Then none shall pass for Tim Dietrich. Giddy up. You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing post-time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Foiled again! Hold on to win! Foiled again, tough as nails! And Mike Bozich. The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy! Gideon! It's another action-packed weekend. A lot of harness racing action coming up this Saturday. But first, we've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America Mike Carter, joined by my always colleague, Mike Bozich. And Mike, what a weekend of racing. We're going to get to cover it. And uh, we were just talking off the air a little bit about how awesome the program was in itself. It is an outstanding card, Mike, and uh, I guess we should start by saying, because we didn't have a show last week, but you talk about this weekend and all the fireworks and harness racing with that big Meadowlands card on Saturday, but how about last weekend? How about the performances of Atlanta and Lather Up? Lather Up at 146, uh, equaling always always be, always be Mickey's mark, and Atlanta with that st- Awesome, jaw-dropping, one forty-nine and one win uh, in that in the uh, graduate final. Uh, six-pack raced super as well in that particular race. A lot of people say six-pack done all the work, but uh, nonetheless, uh, give a lot of credit to Atlanta. What a great, great trotter she has become. 
Yeah, one thing that was impressive about Atlanta's performance, Mike, there's no way she should have won that race. Six-pack no. threw off by three or four lengths. She was in about the five or six path in the middle of the racetrack, wasn't closing, and then in the final 150 yards, I mean, just absolutely flew home. Wow, what an impressive effort. Yeah, and uh, she's going to be back in action coming up this Saturday. A lot of the superstars in the sport of harness racing will be back in action coming up on Saturday. Big Meadowlands pace card. We will be there broadcasting live. Start time, 8 o'clock. And uh, how about our guy, Mike? We are so excited to welcome to the broadcast team for the first time, Pete Medhurst. And I am so excited, Mike, and I know you are as well, to get a chance to work with Pete on a broadcast. Yeah, he's been uh, my coach and mentor, so to speak, uh, as I grew up through the sport of hardest racing, so I'm excited to get to work with Pete. He just recently completed a stint as the Washington Nationals fill-in radio announcer, so it'll be cool to have Pete on the professional here, the Mike. Time. This is a we true are. pro we're working with here, Mike. Listen, I, I might not show up for work that day. <laughs> But uh, nonetheless, we are so excited to working with Pete. We're so excited about this show coming up uh, in uh, here today. I mean, we've got a great, great lineup as we're going to preview all the action coming up on Saturday at the Meadowlands. And uh, Tim Tietrick, and how about this, Mike? Breaking news just passed to me yesterday after Tim Tietrick won the first race yesterday here at Harris, Philadelphia. How about him he's uh he's on the ballot or he's a ballot candidate right is that how it works he's about he's, he's on the ballot no, he's on the ballot he's on the ballot for the hall of fame okay he's on, so he's on the ballot and no doubt he, he's he's gonna make the hall of fame i mean in uh hall of fame career he's but he's only 37 i mean you know he's got a, probably another good 20 25 years or more left in him pretty impressive huh yeah, yeah, and I mean, only one of four drivers to uh, make two hundred million in his career. And uh, what do you say we forego the commercial? Because Timmy's a busy guy. You know, he's uh, he's on hold and he's got a lot of drives here today at Harris Philly. So you want to just forego the commercial? Yeah, sounds like a plan. Let's roll with it. All right, driver Tim Tietrich joins us. First of all, Tim, congratulations on making the ballot for the Hall of Fame. Uh, wh- when did you first learn about it, Tim? About the same time you said there, uh, kind of after the double there at Chester yesterday, uh, somebody came up to me and graduated me and like, what did I do? You know, like, uh, <laughs> no, it's cool. It was a great honor and just to be thought of uh, with my peer. That's it's just uh, very heartwarming. Mike? All right. All right, Tim. Well, listen, you have a big action-packed weekend coming up at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment on a Saturday night. And we want to kind of dive into a couple of the horses that you'll be driving on Saturday. And, you know, you're, you're a busy, busy guy, especially now during steak season. And you kick things off in the Dell Miller Memorial with cloud nine fashion. And what a nice uh, three-year-old filly this has kind of turned out to be for trainer Jim Campbell. Uh, was a winner in the division of the Reynolds at the Meadowlands um, last Saturday night. What kind of uh, filly do you make of her? I, I think she's one of the best when all cylinders are clicking. She's had some issues here and there, but, uh, you know, Jim, I think has got her about ready to turn the corner after last week. And, uh, you know, she was third last year in the Breeze Crown as a two-year-old. And, you know, she's definitely fast enough. Just got to get all the, all the cylinders going in the right direction with her. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm having some technical difficulties over here on my end. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, Tim. Well, listen, let's jump to the fourth race, the Miss Versatility for Mayor. It's the second, or excuse me, the second leg of that division. And in there, you don't have a drive. Look at me. He's a weeze. All right. Let's Nobody go to the wanted. Stanley Jansen. <laughs> Say what? 
<laughs> I said nobody wanted me in that race. Well, well, listen, you know, there's a couple of horses you could have drove in there. I, I'm sitting here going through. I'm like, all right, where's Tim's name? I know I see it. All right, let's go back <laughs> to the third race, the Family Dancer Memorial, Green Manalishi. Uh, what what can't you say about Green Manalishi as you guys gear up for the Hamiltonian with third in the Beal? Uh, was impeded, though, at the top of the stretch in the Beal. Uh, got a really tough trip, had to come three wide. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Green Manalishi is much better than uh, that rough trip that he got last week. Uh, what do you think of his chances? I think they're good. Moving back to the big track is only going to help him. He's a great big horse, and um, you know, I think the big track's going to help him a ton. You know, I think he's in the right division, and, you know, I think it's, you know, his time to start shining for first week in Saturday. Tim, Fifth let's uh, talk about go, – uh, go ahead, Mike. No, go ahead. You're good. I was going to say, Tim, let's talk about one of my favorite horses, a horse by the name of Chartin, and, you know, she did it again. I mean, she won very easy in the Great Northeast uh, Series here last time at Harris Philly. It didn't look like you really asked her for much, and, and uh, you know, reading your post-race quotes, it's kind of like you, you're just kind of letting her do all the work, and, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, she has responded. She's obviously uh, going to be one of the greatest mare paces of all time when it's all said and done. She draws post position number four, the Golden Girls, a lot of the horses that she's uh, beaten before. I mean, really, there's not, probably not a whole lot left to say about her, is there? Yeah, you know, what can you say about her? She just shows up and gets the job done, and she makes me look really good out there. Uh, she's a great horse, and uh, that's all I can say about her. I'm just happy that I get to ride along with her. Um, she's super fast, tough, and she likes to win, you know, and she hates to lose. So um, I just got to make sure I get a clear run with her. And, you know, there's some very, very talented American there that, you know, went 48 this year. Um, but, you know, right now she's at the top, and, and until they beat her, she's, she deserves that right. And Tammy will drive crystal fashion in the Hamiltonian maturity. It is a field of 11. You'll start from post number seven. Um, you know, th- this is a pretty tough field. Obviously, you have Atlanta and $50 bill, but – Crystal Fashion has uh, kind of come back onto the scene. Uh, two victories uh, so far this year with a, a victory in the Great Northeast Open Series and then right back in the graduate at the Meadowlands. Um, hasn't won since that graduate effort, but has been racing pretty decently. Uh, what do you think of him here? You know, this horse gets overshadowed by, you know, Atlanta and, and some of the other ones there, but six-pack. But, you know, this horse, he can go with those. And he just needs a little trip and a little luck. You know, he, last week he tried, I think, 26-3, and 49-3. and three. You know, I, you know that's the third fastest mile in the history of harness racing for trotters. So, you know, this horse can go with him. He just got to have a little luck. And it wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, went or second in that class. All right, let's move along to the main event, Tim. The Crawford Farms Meadowlands Pace. It's race number eight going for a purse of north of $680,000. And you've got the working on a mystery, a horse that you've been driving right along for trainer Brian Brown for his second in the elimination to Captain Crunch. Tell us a little bit about that race and uh, what you got up your sleeve from post position number nine. Yeah, it's a tough starting spot. You know, I love my horse. He has not gone a bad race. Um, you know, his, his effort in the North American Cup was – spectacular you know parks the half 52 and you know i only got beat a length in 47 so uh you know captain crunch is a great little horse betters uh um, the horse of uh, chris Ryder is cool as could be and you know the nine hole doesn't help me but uh i'm still very confident my horse i know off the fraction last week i wasn't gonna beat Pat captain crunch but i was hoping for a good brave up trip and i got it and you know my horse will be ready for the final i just uh i just need a little luck to get in the race somehow not let the other two get too far away from me 
Tim, in the William Houghton Memorial, you'll drive duplicated for trainer Jim King Jr. This is a relationship that you've uh, built up with the Kings, uh, obviously Jim and Joanne Looney King. Uh, it's a pretty tough field loaded with Highlighter, McWicked. You've got Delta winner and filibuster Hanover from the second tier. You've got Dorsodoro Hanover, uh, last year's three-year-old champion uh, from post nine. And just inside you, you have Endeavor. It's a pretty, pretty loaded field. No, no doubt. Good, good old, older horses in there. And I think my horse is sitting on a big race. If people watching the last couple of weeks, he's been charging late. And, um, you know, even last week in Beale, he only got beat, I don't know, half a length, three quarters of a length from a bad post. And at the half, they're lather up about, you know, about knocking me down because he made a break. And uh, I had to gap out two or three lengths that cost me there. And uh, everybody that watches this horse the last few weeks, quietly, he's, uh, I think he's a sleeper. And, you know, this horse has got plenty of talent. And, not that he could do all the work by himself, but, uh, you know, if somebody stubs their toe, he's going to be there to pick up pieces. Mistletoe Chalet is race number 10, going for $207,000, and you drive a horse by the name of Stonebridge Soul. You've driven her the last couple of times in the Lynch elimination and the Lynch final. Of course, she won that particular race, uh, defeating Zero Talents and Warwe You Butte. You draw the outside here. Give us your thoughts on her. Uh, you know, I've been lucky to pick her up the last few weeks there, and she's done nothing wrong at all. Raced really well, and, you know, she's got such quick gait speed. She can leave like a thoroughbred without even uh, without even working too hard. So, uh, you know, she's going to be in the hunt, you know, be in the play up close. And, you know, I think the big track's not going to hurt her at all either. She's a great big mare, but she's good to drive, and, you know, she's got tons of speed. Tim, the final Del Miller uh, Memorial leg, the uh, race number 11, features Millie's possession, who is six for six thus far. But you'll drive Sister's Promise to the inside. Uh, Sister's Promise has kind of had a slow start to 2019, but she draws the rail here against a pretty decent field. What do you think of her chances, and uh, do you think she could bounce back here? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, she's another one that's got to kind of get lucky and have the trip work out for her. But she does have enough talent to go with those mares. You know, she just got to have some, some things go the right way. All right. Well, that is a look, at least through the uh, eyes and perspective of Tim Tietrich, as he is loaded full of drives on the big card coming up Saturday at the Meadowlands. Tim, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Congratulations on making the ballot for the Hall of Fame. It's certainly well deserved. And, uh, you know, but that don't mean that you're going anywhere anytime soon because you're only 30. So what do you think? You got about 20, 25 years left in you? I hope so. You know, as long as I can stay healthy and, you know, stay at the top level, uh, um, I get, I love getting to drive horses, and there's nothing better than a, a nice win that you get to get to go to that winter circle. So, as long as I can stay hungry and stay healthy, that's that's what I want to do. All right, you got a full slate of races here today at Harris, Philadelphia, starting at 12:25. Tim, we certainly appreciate it, buddy, and we'll see you at post time hey, here at Harris. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on the show, and I'm happy to do it. All right, that was driver Tim Tietrich, and uh, Tim's been on the. Tim might be the leader as far as being on this show. Most of all, Mike, it's, you know, and actually, not only Tim, but really all the horsemen and horsewomen that we've asked to be on the show since we've been on the air for what probably about three and a half years now. Everybody's just so awesome, been so gracious, and I'm not sure we've ever gotten told no. To be honest with you. No, I, I can't say that we've been told no, but that 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 could change. <laughs> change in an instant so listen if you're listening out there trying to be the first one just to be funny uh don't do it please yeah please don't do it yeah well well, yeah but no i mean sir they've been you know so great and and tim's certainly one of them guys and uh i'll tell you what man what a what a great card coming up make sure you join us saturday 
uh, at the Meadowlands. We're going to be on the air at 8 o'clock. You can listen live via our website, post time with Mike and Mike.com. 830, 8.30, I'm sorry. 8.30 post time. Yeah. So, well, you know, you, you get, at least get in position at 8 o'clock. You know, get your popcorn and your, your beverage of choice. And, you know, of course, you'll be watching the Meadowlands feed by then. But that's what a lot of people do, Mike, on our live remotes. I've noticed is they'll 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 kind of have the feed they'll watch the the track feed and then they'll have us on in the background. That's kind of oh, yeah, cool. yeah, not too bad. And you know uh, our man Ken Workenden will be on the mic. I'll be on the mic Saturday morning uh, calling mm-hmm. the baby races. Uh, we're looking forward to that. So it's a, a spectacular weekend of harness racing action, and I'm actually going to be out there uh, Friday night uh, checking out uh, Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. So uh, you know it's going to be a big weekend. Mike, sometime today. I want you to do us a favor. I want you to uh, take a picture of one of your program pages for the baby races, and I want you to tweet okay. it on on uh, and put it on our Facebook page. Okay, I can do that. Because, and, and for those of you that don't know what the heck I'm talking about, uh, Mike sent me a a, a message yesterday <laughs> with notes of his one of the baby races that uh, he's going to be calling on Saturday, and believe me, there's not a whole lot of white left on the page (laughs) not not one bit not one now you've got to read it now you've got to be able to read it yes you got to be able to read it and make sure that it's neat enough to where you don't mess something up absolutely but a lot of preparation goes into that and uh mike has certainly put his homework in so make sure you check it out saturday morning it's right on the meadowlands website uh if you're not live on track that gets going at 10 a.m mike and uh, i'll be busy during the afternoon too i'll be at parks calling the thoroughbreds filling in for my good friend keith jones so we're both uh it's gonna be a busy day for both of us mike you up to it yeah, it's, uh, you know, we did it last year. Uh, we did the double duty, and then we went and had lunch with our man, uh, Gabe Pruitt. I won't be having lunch with Gabe, but I'm uh, meeting some family up there. It's uh, it's going to be a long day, but it's going to be a fun day. All right. You're not going to go to that place in downtown Newark again, are you, that place that we went to that one that time? we went to? Uh, no, that'd be uh-huh. a negative ghost rider. No, that's a good That's a good, a good place to eat, though. That was good. Good, good place to good. eat. Good place. It was. All right. Uh, we still have plenty left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Tony Alanya will be joining us. We're going to talk about his uh, charges on the big Saturday program coming up at the Meadowlands. Plus, we're going to be joined by our good friend, Gabe Pruitt. Gabe uh, is going to be talking to us about maybe some of the horses that uh, will catch, uh, have caught his eye. Uh, maybe he can give us some long shots, Mike. I know Gabe disdains chalk, so we'll see if we can get some long shot plays out of him uh, coming up on Saturday. Plus, Nancy Johansson will be joining us, and uh, she is the trainer of Captain Crunch. You know, when I asked her, Mike, to be on the show, uh, she says, well, she goes, you know, I, she says, I want to be interviewed by you guys right before the post parade because I think she's done that a couple times, and both times she's won. Uh-oh. Well, so we can't, we can't not have the jinx. We can't jinx her then. We might have a tradition coming up. Uh, so anyway, we uh, I guess we're behind on commercials. We better get a, get to a commercial break. When we come back, a lot more left to come on this edition of Post Down with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Back in a moment. Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's that easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. 
It's been said that fortune favors the bold, and we're all in at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Join us as we kick off the live racing season with an epic fan appreciation weekend, Friday, March 29th and Saturday, March 30th, for champion harness racing, new bets, folder promotions, free family events, live entertainment, giveaways, and more, starting at 6.30 p.m. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino is big, fast, folder, and we want you to be a part of it. Visit HarrisHoosierPark.com for more info. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, we're joined now by trainer Tony Alanya. And Tony, I got a chance yep. to, uh, to to see you this weekend at the Hall of Fame as we inducted Captain Treacherous into the Hall of Fame. And as I was going through the program at the Meadowlands uh, this weekend, you you see a ton of captains, uh, including in the Meadowlands pace. It's got to mean a lot to you and the investors uh, who helped to breed him. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, it's great that, uh, you know, he's gotten such great industry support. You know, he's uh, been well well supported by the syndicate members. Uh, you know, Hanover's done a great job with the horse, and uh, it's, uh, it's really great to see that a horse that we thought so much of is doing so much for the industry in general. Tony, let's take a look at the big card. Of course, you'll be a busy man coming up on Saturday all throughout the card, not only the Meadowlands pace, but some of the other races as well. And let's start at the Stanley Dancer, three-year-old open trot. You've got the undefeated pilot discretion, three-year-old Colt by Muscle Hill has just uh, done or seemingly has done no wrong so far in his young career. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, he was a colt we liked last year, but, you know, it was very immature and needed some time. And, uh, you know, we tried to do the right thing and uh, put him away. And he trained back excellent in Florida this winter. So we were optimistic leaving Florida that he was in good shape. And he got off on the wrong foot his first qualifier. But ever since then, he's been uh, been really good. And, you know, of course, he draws in with green shoe and don't let him to uh, top trotting colts, of course. But uh, it'll be nice to see where he fits against those colts. Tony, you bring C. Swift Joy into the uh, Golden Girls draws post number six. You get Dexter Dunn. This is a uh, 
horse that's been racing mostly up at Woodbine Mohawk Park has won three of her last five starts. She definitely looks sharp and looks like she belongs with this group. Yeah, she was really good this winter in the matchmaker series or this spring and just through the misfortune of grabbing the eight hole in the final. Um, and she still ended up getting a fifth out of that. Uh, but uh, she's been rock solid coming back. Uh, after that, we give her a little bit of a break, sent her to Canada. So Brad Grant could watch her race up there, you know, so he owns her and that's uh, his home track. And it's been a great place to race her. And uh, we're looking forward to bringing her back home to the Meadowlands. Uh, Dexter is going to drive uh, Better Joy, so Brian Sears will be driving C-Swift Joy. Tony, you've got uh, four of the ten in the uh, Meadowlands pace coming up on Saturday. Uh, let's start by talking about Escape to the Beach, horse that uh, made the finals, finished fifth, was a long shot there. Corey Callahan's in the bike, third place in the uh, Hemp Constellation. Tell us a little bit about this horse uh, as he draws post two here. Yeah, he won the kindergarten final last year at the end of the year, and uh, we castrated him over the winter and brought him back. And, you know, he's had a lot of tough trips and bad uh, bad goes this year, but the horse has really been racing good. Uh, he's been on top of his game, you know, and I don't know if, you know, he's good enough to uh, to win the whole thing, but he can be sneaky with an inside trip and pick up some money, that's for sure. Now, Tony, we might as well call you the uh, Todd Pletcher of the Meadowlands Pace, having to put uh, four on the racetrack here. But uh, listen, real quick, before I get to Captain Ahab, Escape to the Beach is going to sure. win. You want to know why? Because that's the why horse that? I went a training trip with in Florida, You know if you what? remember and correctly. Ever since that, yeah, absolutely. Ever since that day, he's gotten better. So I don't know if it was uh, <laughs> you know, your your guidance or uh, you know that uh, the fact that he finally just decided he better get to work. <laughs> well, listen, carrying my heavy butt around uh, is not easy work, that's for sure. But, uh, I, I Captain didn't want to go there. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Captain Ahab was a $100,000 Lexington Select yearling purchase uh, for you guys and uh, was fourth in the elimination, uh, was eighth in the Sun Beach somewhere, never really got going. Uh, what do you make of him uh, tonight, or excuse me, what do you make of him Saturday night? Uh, he draws post number three and could get a good draw, obviously, could get a good race from the inside. Yeah. You know, all, all these Colts, you know, we're, we've went into this race with a few headliners, of course, with captain treacherous racing Hill, uh, art speak horses like that. And, you know, everybody knows how high we were on this Colt last year. He was seven for seven to start the year. And, uh, when we brought him back this year, he trained great in Florida and he qualified. Okay. The first time. And we came back and we'd made some adjustments. He qualified good. He raced great. His first start at the Meadowlands. We shipped him to Canada. He got the thumps really bad, and it really affected him when we brought him home. We sent him, had a complete uh, workup done at New Bolton. They found a few things. We've been working on that. He qualified good, and I was really happy with his first start back. He hadn't raced in almost five weeks the other day going into the Meadowlands pace elimination, so it was a race he definitely needed. I thought we took a really positive step forward the other night with him, so you know we just have to hope that we gain another step uh, in, this week in the final. A good-looking horse uh, that I had a chance to see here at Harris, Philadelphia, number eight U.S. captain. He did a 150-2 and two here in the Stallion Series back at the end of May, and uh, since then he's gone on to win it overnight, qualified, and finished third to Captain Crunch in the elimination. Your thoughts on him? Yeah, and, you know, he's another one. You know, even though he's not a headliner, you know, I, I try to evaluate these horses individually and how far they've come. I mean, U.S. captain came into his three-year-old year a maiden, and within, uh, you know, starting his year in the in May, 
to finishing third in the Meadowlands pace just shows how far this horse has come in a short amount of time. And, um, you know, we're really excited about, you know, what this horse's future can hold. And uh, his first time against, you know, Stakes Company, he raced in the Stallion Series. He jumped from the Stallion Series to Meadowlands Pace Elimination. And he come first up on Captain Crunch and working on a mystery. And, you know, he he held his own on a race he definitely needed as well. He hadn't raced in three weeks, and uh, he definitely needed to start. You know, Tony, it's interesting because um, I was we're working on something here uh, at the USTA leading up to the Meadowlands Pace. And one of the things I said about U.S. Captain was I thought he needed the tightener. And uh, he raced good, considering he'd been off three weeks against a couple of uh, against some very, very nice uh, Colts. Absolutely, and you know it looked like uh, it looked like down by the wire that he was uh, he was getting tired, and it really wasn't that the horse was getting tired. It's just the other two were going faster, you know. So I thought it was a really good start for the horse, considering you know first step up against those type of horses. And uh, like I say, if he can continue the path he's on, you know, I think we'll uh, we'll see good things from him the rest of the season. Now let's talk a little bit about Captain Trevor. Obviously, uh, post number 10 is not something you hope for in a big race like this. But one thing about Captain Trevor is he has a huge amount of closing speed. 25-3 and closed home in the Meadowlands Pace Elimination against Better's Wish and Best in Show last week. Um, Obviously, post 10 is not ideal, but I have a feeling uh, David Miller will have something to say uh, in the final quarter of a mile. Yeah, he's he's really same thing. He's really been plagued with bad luck this horse so far. But uh, you know, that's the ebbs and flows of the business and uh you know, we wait for the day where his luck comes back around his way because right now the horse couldn't be any sharper. He drew the seven hole in his elimination of the hemp, you know, never could get involved, got stuck behind bad cover in the last turn, had to come three wide for the second time and uh, still ended up finishing fourth and the other night you know, he never, there was a, uh, the flow had already started on the outside before the first quarter and he was locked in from the word go. And he finally backed his way out at the head of the lane. And when he shook loose, I mean, everybody saw there was no horse pacing faster at the wire on Saturday night than him. I mean, he was, he was explosive. So, you know, and then once again, he draws the 10 hole. So, you know, we just got to hope for the best and hope he can get involved and pick up some money and, uh, you know, and then uh, we're looking uh, forward to going to the Adios with him because, you know, the horse is sitting on a big effort. Let's move along, Tony, to race number 10, the Mistletoe Shaylee, going for uh, $207,000. Mile and an eighth for the three-year-old Philly Pacers. Tall drink Hanover is a horse that won the Lynch elimination. Uh, she's 9 of 16 in her career, high percentage winner. Very nice Philly. What are your thoughts on her in this one? Yeah, I, I see the track uh, back to the mile track is going to pick her up again. You know, she won her elimination of the Lynch, but, you know, five-eighths mile racing is really not her style. You know, she uh, she's very versatile, but uh, she likes to have the bit in her mouth at some point in the mile. And in five-eighths racing, you don't get a lot of that. So, you know, I think uh, the switch back to the mile track will be just what the doctor ordered. Um, and uh, she trained great. She had a really good week, and, uh, you know, we're looking forward to racing her. It's a big field, extra distance, but, uh, you know, it doesn't seem to affect them. Uh, You know, the top horses generally show up even in those distance races. All right, busy, busy man. Tony, how many head do you have now? We've got 85. We've got uh, the majority here in Jersey. We have 10 up in Canada right now, and, uh, you know, it's a time of year. I was actually, for the phone call, I was doing a lot of scheduling on – you know, Kentucky Sires is getting ready to start. Uh, the Dream Maker, wish, when you wish upon a star, is getting ready to start up at the end of the month. So it's a time of the year where uh, we all seem to break camp and head all over the place. But, 
you know, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And this time of the year, I don't want to be sitting at home on the couch. That's for sure. All right. Well, you, cer- you certainly won't be on Saturday, my friend, Tony, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Best of luck to you on the Meadowlands pace card. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right. That was Tony Alondia. Uh, yeah, Tony, uh, busy, busy guy, 80 plus set of horses. And, uh, well, I guess he's got a 40% chance to win the Meadowlands pace. <laughs> that, that, that's a pretty good shot to win. If you ask me, uh, four horses in the Meadowlands pace, including one that had to carry my big butt around in Florida. So, uh, you know, I have to put a couple of dollars on him just because, you know, absolutely. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, Tony has brought up a good point from a handicapping point of view, a couple of those horses, uh, us captain being one of them, captain Ahab being the other, um, both needed, kind of needed their starts last time and and uh you know that's actually some good information and that's why we urge handicappers to really pay attention uh you know to trainer and driver interviews because there was a lot of good information that tony gave out on captain ahab that does not appear on the program huh interesting you know uh, he he was you know he was talking about how you know the horse got sick and he had to take him to new bolton and he was very impressed with the you know and if you look at the charted line i mean it looks like an okay effort that the meadowlands pace effort i mean it doesn't look anything like it's not going to catch your eye or anything but you know in tony's to tony's perspective you know tony in his opinion thought that that was a pretty big effort considering that he'd come off the five weeks come off the sickness and so forth and, uh, you know, that's information that you're not going to well, get on the program. That, that's one thing that I wish we could put in the program is, the, uh-huh. the, you know, are those issues that they had? You know, Brian Brown had the same kind of issue where he had to send one to Kentucky right before the Pepsi North America Cup. I mean, it, you know, those things, um, they come up and a lot of people don't know about them. And, you know, that might be the reason for the bad trip or the bad start or whatever, uh-huh. you know, and they might have an actual legitimate excuse for it. Right, right. And that's something, you know, that's that's where as a handicapper, you know, it's tough to judge form cycles because, I mean, there can be an excuse for that poor performance last race that, you know, doesn't appear on the program. I mean, the horse could have been battling an illness, uh, just a million, million different things that could have actually happened that there's no way you can tell by the charted line. So that's why, you know, listen. Um, if you're going to be a good handicapper and if you're going to win at this game, it's very important that you do listen to driver and trainer interviews because that's where you get that kind of information. Yeah, for sure. You got to listen to programs like these and North American Harness Update and, you know, the track feed interviews where things, you know, things come out like that. And some trainers are more than willing to share that information with you and you just got to sit back and listen. And you know what? And we're not talking about a three to five or four to five shot. I mean, this this horse is twelve to one in the morning line, and he right. might go north of that. So this is, you know, I mean, just talking about Captain Ahab using him as an example. I mean, if you're looking for a live long shot, you know, and if you're looking to have information that others that you're wagering against might not have, then there you go. You know, that's that's exactly. that's how you hit these long shots, Mike. All right, still lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, the one, the only, Gabe Pruitt. Uh, is going to be in the house in just a few minutes. We're going to see, speaking of long shots, he always gives out some live long shots, so we're going to see if he can help us out on the Meadowlands Pace Guard. Plus, we're going to be joined by Nancy Johansson. She is the trainer of uh, just a wonderful horse by the name of Captain Crunch, and he draws post position number one in the Crawford Farms Meadowlands Pace. And, you know, I'm interesting. I mean, excuse me, I'm interested to get Nancy's take on post one, because, you know, a lot of trainers, especially in this day and age of harness racing, aren't too crazy about post one. No, 
not, especially on, you know, tracks where, you know, the inside might be deeper or, you know, they, they, they might fear that the two horse could veer in, you know, and kind of take that spot away, you know, and if your horse doesn't have a whole lot of speed, post one really isn't the best place to be because you're locked down at the inside. You got horses coming up on the outside trying to pass you and it's just not the right place to be. Right, exactly. We're going to take a timeout. Gabe Pruitt's up next, plus Nancy Johansson. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Winback Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts, and a Breeders' Crown champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Bluechip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers and a Breeders' Crown champion. Also the sire of the second richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance. And new to Ontario, my MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including Good Times Trot winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, and we're joined now by our good friend, show bet, unfortunately, Dodger fan, Gabe Pruitt. What's going on, Gabe? <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's a great time to be a Dodgers fan. Uh, I, that's what you were saying yesterday. I think they're like, what, 16 and 40 or something like that, you know. <laughs> Easy, buddy. Best record in baseball. <laughs> Just... Uh... I'll let you in on that little secret. Well, Gabe, listen, you are uh, going to be at the Meadowlands this coming Saturday. Uh, you're one of their racing analysts there. And you come up with a lot of long bombers, which we, you know, listen, we, we don't like short price favorites on this program at all. And we like some long bombers, but it's a long, long night. There's 14 races on tap on Saturday night. How in the world do you keep your bankroll together and make sure you've got enough money to get through the whole program? Well, I'm going to focus on those uh, multi-race bets, guys. What a wagering menu that we have uh, on Saturday night. Of course, you've got your pick five kicking off the opener. Uh, that features a $50,000 guarantee. You've got races six through nine, a $100,000 guarantee in that pick four. And we've added on a late pick four uh, as well, which features a $50,000 guarantee. Uh, that gets underway with the Mistletoe Chalet in race uh, 10. So uh, plenty of action. And I think uh, if you can find a um, key horse – uh, in some of those races, uh, in, in those uh, multi-race sequences, that uh, you can make a, a decent score, and the pools are going to be very large. Obviously, Gabe, let's, oh, good, Mike. No, you're good. Go ahead. I was going to ask you, you talked about that 50-cent pick four. It starts at race number six, uh, and uh, it is the Golden Girl, and Chartin starts it off. Uh, now, there's, I guess when you're putting together a ticket game, there's a couple of rules of, of – of, I mean, there's a couple of things you got to think about. Um 
first thing is, is that, you know, everybody's going to key Sharthan, right? Everybody, I mean, that's probably going to be most people's logical key horse. Now, I guess what you could, what you could tell yourself is, um, if you could find a way to beat Sharthan, like you could automatically in that race, make it pay. If you can hit connect on the, on the last three, Where, where's your thought process on that? Well, I agree. Unfortunately, my opinion is Chardon just towers over that group. So uh, I, I will probably just try and take the free square there. Caviar Alley, of course, has been so sharp at the Meadowlands uh, of late. She won the Rainbow Blue final, but she's got post head. And again, she's been no match for Chardon the last several times they've hooked up. Chardon's got a nice post there, uh, post four on Saturday night. Uh, Mike, I may be trying to go to the back half uh, of that pick four sequence to try and find a little bit of value. Uh, of course, the Meadowlands pace is the third leg race eight. I think all three of those uh, Colts, of course, the headliners, Captain Crunch, Better's Wish, working on a mystery. I, I don't think there's a lot of separation uh, between those Colts. I know uh, Captain Crunch uh, is going to take all the action there. I believe he may be even money six to five at that field. Uh, and I think a horse like working on a mystery uh, has a, a big chance. I think he's going to play well in the multi-race exotics. Uh, and, again, I just don't think there's a lot of separation between those top three Colts. So I may try and uh, – a single horse like working on a mystery to take a, a swing, I think will be playing very well in the multi-race exotics. And I do think if the trip works out uh, that he has just as good of a shot uh, as the other two. I do want to say one thing real quick about that sixth race. You know, we talked about Charlton. Maybe you're, you're going to take the free square. But I do want to say one thing, and I – and it was tough to tell if Sharton was under wraps. I kind of think she was, but you may want to go back and watch the replay in that last race at Harris Philly. But regardless, Reclamation was getting to her. So you may, Very nice, for, for those of you listening, you may want to keep, keep an eye on that. You know, and this is a horse that won seven straight before that, uh, you know, at, at the Meadowlands. I mean, obviously this is a major step up for it was last week too, but uh, you know, who knows? I mean, that could be a confidence builder for Reclamation. I know she got a good trip, but still she's going to be a good price. She is, and, it, and it'll be interesting to see how that race uh, sets up, actually, because you know uh, Reclamation is going to be pressing for it off the uh, inside post. Chardon, obviously, going to be leaving the gate. Uh, and Caviar Alley, of course, is going to be firing up from the outside. Now, if those three uh, are the only three uh, hard levers in there, uh, it probably won't be too taxing on a horse like Chardon, but uh, it will be interesting to see if anyone else uh, takes a swing off the gate there and really mixes up that uh, pace scenario. Because uh, you know, Mike, it's a mile and an eighth race. So if they want to heat things up early, uh, you know, things could get interesting late. You know, Gabe, one of the interesting races in that pick four sequence is the Hamiltonian Maturity. You have a field of 11, but what makes it interesting is six pack draws post number 11. I was telling Mike a little while ago, there's no way, in my opinion, that Atlanta should have won that race last week. Um, you know, she just, had, she was four lengths behind, but in the final 150, 200 yards, I mean, she just absolutely flew home against six pack. Is this another race where you can kind of single, or is this one where you might spread and try to catch a horse like $50 bill? You know, I'm probably going to press Atlanta guys and I'll, I'll have her going more into sequence, but, uh, I, I may go back and take a saver too. My concern with that race, uh, due to the Hamiltonian rules, uh, several of those horses are going to have to race without Lasix. So $50 bill. Uh, who was tortured with a tough trip. You can just draw a line through his last start. You know, he'll be going without Lasix. Six-pack will be going without Lasix uh, in that spot as well. So how will that affect those horses? That's my question there. Atlanta, of course, does not race on Lasix. She will not be bothered uh, with that uh, development. But, uh, but, you know, she's just such a gutsy mare. Uh, she has had the kitchen sink thrown at her now twice in a row, uh, two consecutive starts with this, the medal, and she just always finds a way to get it done. So, unfortunately, 
uh, again, this the front half of that pick four. Uh, looks like we could see uh, both of those mirrors pay a very short price. I look at a race like a Meadowlands Pace, and even the ninth race, guys, that's that mile and eighth uh, uh, Houghton uh, final there for over $400,000. Yes, Lather Up was sensational. He is a great horse. Uh, but I do think a horse like him, he may be overbet coming off that, uh, you know, unbelievable 146 record. Uh, I don't think he's invincible in that spot. Uh, and things did work out perfectly for him in that last race. Will they work out as perfectly for him on Saturday night? I'm not so sure. Uh, so that's a horse that uh, I may be t- trying to take a swing to beat as well. Gabe, let's dig into this Meadowlands pace. Uh, you know, you've got a field of 10 here. Uh, I kind of think it's a little bit of a wide-open race. Captain Crunch obviously is going to be the favorite. We're going to have Nancy Johansson on here in just a few minutes. But, uh, you know, Tony Alani with some good information. I don't know, Gabe, if you had a chance to catch the interview a few minutes ago we had with Tony, but some g- good information on Captain Ahab battling the sickness. Tony was very happy with the Meadowlands pace elimination. He expects him to step forward, so that could be a live long shot. I mean, better as wish. I thought was pretty uh, was pretty sharp. Working on a mystery, I think could fly under the wagering radar. Uh, where do you where are you at in this one? Again, I, I think the top three just power uh, over the other Colts in this race. I think they've proven that they're just on a different level. There are uh, obviously a, a full field there of nice Colts, but I think we've got some exceptional Colts uh, in Captain Crunch, Better's Wish, and Working on a Mystery. Uh, so, Mike, when I look at a race like this uh, again, I don't see much separation between those top three. Uh, you know, I know Captain Crunch is going to be uh, uh, wildly overbet, in my opinion, in that race after we did see him get off a major overlay. Uh, by the way, in the North American Cup, he was 4-1 to one there uh, when he came off that break in stride. It's going to be the complete opposite on Saturday night. He's going to be pounded down. Uh, again, I expect him to be somewhere in the even money type range. So it's going to push me to a horse uh, that I think is going to be the better price of the three. That's the nine working on a mystery. Uh, you know, I'll likely key him first and second in the exotic. I still think you're going to get a uh, – a square uh, payout if you can get him uh, to be in the top two. Uh, but I think he's just as good as, as both Better's Wish and Captain Crunch. Uh, you know, he, he did it willingly last week. He was gaining on Captain Crunch the final strides. Uh, obviously, that was like a public exhibition uh, in that qualifier. The fractions were just uh, nothing, 55 and change to the half. You know, they paced on 53 and a fifth uh, back half there. Uh, so I think working on a mystery, again, I, I don't think he's a uh, notch below those other two Colts, and, and I think he's going to play well. He's got an outside post. That's going to inflate the price. Uh, So that's the horse that uh, I'm going to lean into on Saturday. Now, Gabe, the race itself sets up to be kind of interesting in the fact that you might be able to score a little bit of value in the second or third spots. What do you think of horses like Hurricane Emperor and U.S. Captain? Do you think horses like that have a chance to sneak onto the ticket somewhere? You know, guys, the only live long shot I see in there, and it's simply for an underneath thing. Again, I think these three Colts, I wish I had better news, by the way, but I think they just uh, completely tower uh, over this group. But I do, I did like to finish at the closing kick last time uh, from the seventh, best in show. Uh, you know, he left the gate, uh, was used to touch there, and he really exploded late up the inside uh, for driver Brian Sears. Uh, so I really liked his closing kick. You know, that's a horse that, uh, you know, I might play underneath uh, – uh, in the uh, third, fourth spots there in terms of the exotics. But, again, I just think those three Colts, uh, they just tower above this group, guys. And we've seen uh, them be used extremely hard, but they still finish one, two, three in the North America Cup. I think if you couldn't get them out of the number after being used as hard as they were that night, uh, that it's just going to be extremely difficult to do it. The bad thing is when they line up one, two, three, which uh, I believe is going to happen, obviously, uh, in the early stages, they're going to get all the respect. No one's going to be on a kamikaze uh, a mission 
uh, going down to the half here in this type of field. So I think you're going to see those three mix it up. Uh, but in terms of somebody else uh, putting in a scare to those three, I just do not uh, believe that's going to be the case. Well, Gabe, what a blockbuster card you guys have on Saturday. Uh, I'll be out there Friday and Saturday. We'll do some hanging out and uh, looking at the babies on Saturday morning. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend of harness racing action at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. It is going to be a great weekend. And by the way, I believe the lock of the weekend at the Meadowlands is you can go right to the FanDuel Sportsbook, Mike Carter, and you can take the over <laughs> six and a half. On the Kentucky football oh, win, so uh, you know you can you can try and take a swing at that. The the alt, the lock of the century, huh? The, you have to wait a while to collect, though. It's going to be a <laughs> a moment before we pick up that seventh one of the season. Listen, <laughs> ask uh, Bozich. I had to ask him for twenty dollars earlier, so we'll see if I maybe I'll take the twenty dollars <laughs> and uh, put it on uh, Kentucky. So that sounds great. Right, great. That sounds like a great well, plan. Well, listen, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm looking forward to coming out and uh, hanging out with you guys for the weekend. And, uh, again, it's going to be a great weekend of hardest racing, and uh, hopefully we'll catch some huge payouts. Keep up the great work, guys. See you this weekend, Mike. All right. That was our man, Gabe Pruitt. Unfortunately, he's a Dodgers fan. Unfortunately, he's a Kentucky fan. Yeah, we, we, we don't like – we don't agree on sports. That's all. Yeah, that's all. Well, Gabe's a good guy. It does once again some good information there, and and how to uh, you know Gabe kind of attacking that pick four. He brought up some great points. We've got Nancy Johansson still left to come, Mike, in this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. She's going to come on in just <clears throat> just a minute. But I do want to tell everybody and remind everybody about the National Standard Bread Horse Show that is coming up uh, August ninth. 10th and 11th it's at the horse park of new jersey that's located in allentown it's a great great time a lot of fun bring the kids uh it's just a great great horse show and it's a big party atmosphere so make sure you come on out it's the national standard red horse show august 9th 10th and 11th and it's the 25th anniversary this thing's been going on for 25 wow. years already so yeah hats off to uh rob and everybody rob pennington and everybody that makes that thing click and once again it's it's a great great time please mark it on your calendar uh and come on out bring the kids bring the family it's august 9th 10th and 11th the 25th annual national standard bread horse show at the horse park of new jersey located in allentown nancy johansson's up next on post time with mike and mike presented by bet america the usta at bet america we don't do promotions only for new players as a regular player at betamerica.com you can take advantage of several promotions each week go to betamerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks it's just another reason why it's time to play the bet america way it's been said that fortune favors the bold, and we're all in at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Join us as we kick off the live racing season with an epic fan appreciation weekend, Friday, March 29th and Saturday, March 30th, for champion harness racing, new bets, folder promotions, free family events, live entertainment, giveaways, and more, starting at 6.30 p.m. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino is big, fat, folder, and we want you to be a part of it. Visit HarrisHoosierPark.com for more info. 
Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association, Bet America, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike's starting to like the country a little bit. I like it, Mike. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, uh, it's good. Listen, I thought we were starting to wear on you, but... No, I, you uh, know, I don't despise... I don't despise it anymore. Well, that's good. That's a plus. We're, we're yeah, I could listen. I could listening to it. I could listening to. I could. I could listen to it now, you know, without getting uh, nauseous. Oh, there you go. All right, let's bring in trainer Nancy Johansson. And Nancy, you have a big weekend coming up on Saturday. But first, how's everything uh, going out in Jersey, and how's everything uh, your way? Oh, everything's really good. Um, you know, it's nice and sunny out, and you know, I get to wake up and do what I love every day. So everything's good here. Race number five, you kick off uh, in the Stanley Dancer Memorial with Don't Let Him. And how about Don't Let Him? Last year, I think we all remember that impressive Hambletonian Day performance by Don't Let Him. And boy, has he bounced back strong. He's hit the board twice in two starts with a win as well at the Meadowlands. Uh, it looks like he's rounded back into form pretty well. Yeah, he's coming back really nicely as a three-year-old. Um, we've been able to get him to settle down a little bit and you know focus a little bit than he did uh, better than he did at the end of last year. Um, he's just super talented, Colt, though. He's got a lot of speed to him. Um, he's got good endurance. Um, I really like the spot that we're in with him right now. Nancy, let's talk a little bit about race number six, the Golden Girls kissing in the sand. Obviously a huge three-year-old campaign. She's made over a million dollars in her career. Uh, her four-year-old season, she is yet really to kind of get going, but uh, great qualifier. Uh, first start with late six, 150 and two of the 25 and four close. You certainly have to be excited about that. Yeah, um, she was definitely much improved when we added Lasix to her. Um, she's been a little bit flat finishing um, the entire year. Even, I mean, her qualifiers, too, she wasn't as strong maybe as she would finish her miles last year. Um, so, we, you know, we finally did end up putting her on Lasix. She did bleed in the start before the qualifier um, when she raced in the rainbow blue at the Meadowlands. So, you know, it was the right time just to put her on Lasix and see if that could help pick her up. And Scott said in the qualifier she tugged him around the – you know, right across the finish line and even, you know, going back into the first turn after the wire, she was still really strong on the bit. So, um, you know, hopefully the addition to Lasix will be, you know, what keeps her um, or gets her kind of going this year. 
All right, let's talk a little bit about Manchego from post number five in the Hamiltonian maturity. Obviously, uh, a pretty tough field. Uh, you got to come off of Lasix for this race. Uh, she seemed to handle being on Lasix pretty well in the graduate. Uh, what do you make of her chances here? You know, I actually think she has a really good shot. She raced huge in that graduate um, final. She had the 10 hole and she scooted out of there in 26 and 2, and she was, you know, pretty far on the outside before she cleared to the front. And she still had, you know, I mean, she finished pretty good in that race. And she tried in 49-2, which, you know, tied Hanover Hanover's old world record. So I, I don't think there's any horse in the sport that's trotted in 49 more times than she has and actually never won in 49. But she's just super filly. Um, you know, the addition to Lasix, I don't think it really improved her as much as us adding the blinkers back on her. Uh, she's a different horse with the blinkers, and she's raced the last two starts with blinkers and she will race with Blinkers um, on Saturday again. All right, before we get to uh, Captain Crunch, uh, never mind the messages. Your phone was probably blowing up with the uh, <laughs> Facebook messages. And, and, for, and, and for, if you didn't know, that's how Mike and I go back and forth. We can, and that's how we don't interrupt each other in the interviews. We kind of go back and forth on Facebook messages. So when you get those messages, you've got about 10 of them, Nancy, so disregard, disregard <laughs> um, right along. Race number eight, Captain Crunch. And I mean, what can we say about him? He has just been so darn good. I mean, he, he's actually, he's one of my favorite horses visually to see on a racetrack because it, when you watch him, it doesn't really look like he's going that fast, but he's really blazing a trail out there. He does it so effortless and you draw post one. This was the question that I was really anxious to ask you because a lot of trainers in harness racing in this day and age are kind of iffy now about post position number one. You like kind of, a lot of them like to draw out you know, post three, post four, post five, kind of in the middle. What say you, first of all, about post position number one here? Um, you know, I think post position one is really not an ideal spot to start out. Um, I'm not quite sure why the race office thinks that that's an advantage and, you know, why they would make that, you know, like you win your elimination, you get to draw one through five. I think most trainers would be more happy to draw between two or two and six. But, I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, like I've always maintained, it's a starting spot. And, I mean, usually my horses have historically not drawn very well at all in big races. So, you know what, it's better than the 9 or the 10. But, you know, it's still the rail. And, you know, we, we, obviously you got to leave out of there pretty hard, you know, just to protect your position and so forth. But, you know what, he's just such a good cold. I think he can handle whatever gets thrown at him. Nancy, in the, if I can read what race this is, in the 11th race, uh, the Dell Miller Memorial, you'll bring, you bring in the Ice Duchess, who has absolutely been phenomenal uh, through her two-year-old season and has come back as a pretty nice three-year-old. Uh, in the three-year-old open here at the Meadowlands, uh, kind of got the trip, didn't really, uh, didn't really fire down the lane, but the Ice Duchess draws into a field of seven. She looks like she's uh, rounding into form as well. Yeah, um, actually, I was pretty disappointed with her when she raced in that three-year-old open because, um, like you said, she didn't fire re- very well coming down the stretch. But um, <laughs> we got our answer really quickly because the next morning she had 101.6 fever, so she was not healthy in that start. So in hindsight, she actually raced pretty well against the boys regardless, you know, I mean, with a fever coming the next day. So um, we were able to treat her with some antibiotics, and she um, has trained absolutely wonderful um, coming into this race. So I think that, you know, her being healthy is just going to be the, the big difference. I mean, she was so, so good when she raced at the Poconos last start. So I'm, I'm really not worried about her. 
All right. Well, Nancy, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, you'll be uh, certainly busy coming up on Meadowlands Space Day. Good luck in the Meadowlands Space, and uh, good luck in the undercard as well. Thank you very much. All right. That was Nancy Johansson today. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you didn't scream. say that. No, 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 no. It, 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 I just I want to give people a behind-the-scenes look. She's going to love this when she sees it. Okay, it says, you bring. She's got one in race five. Okay, thumbs up, you. Manchego race seven. Oops, sorry, Nancy. That was from my – Well, that, I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, where where is this guy at? I'm trying to talk to him, trying to get the <laughs> – trying to figure it out, and he's gone. <laughs> She is. She's now. She's never going to be on the show again. Anyway, she'll probably think I'm crazy. She. She. As soon as I got off the. As soon as she got off the phone, through she read it. Great stuff here. Like a lot of people don't realize what happens behind the scenes here at Post Time with Mike and Mike. That's right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, special thanks to all of our guests. We do have uh, one more uh, time out to take. Um, but I did, uh, Mike, before we uh, got off the air, I did want to say a couple things. Uh, you did have a chance to, and of course you heard it here on uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike.com, the Hall of Fame dinner. You had a chance to be there personally. Uh, you know, kind of give us just a little bit of a, a recap from your perspective how that night went, and uh, you had a chance to see some great speeches. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was it was a pretty extensive night uh, with all the speeches, but you heard some amazing stories from guys like Ted Gewertz and Joe Holloway and Mark Hall and Dave Little and you know getting and Linda Toscano. How amazing was she while she was up there? Uh, if you didn't have a chance to listen to her speech, you need to go back to the USTA's YouTube channel or to our uh, to our uh, blog talk channel because. Linda made an absolutely amazing speech, but what was probably more inspiring than anything else um, was seeing Ted Wing uh, get up and go on stage. Uh, you know, he's not in the best of health as it is, and that was probably uh, the most uh, special moment of the night. All right, and once again, catch that on our archive here. Uh, go to our website, posttimeofmikeandmike.com, and uh, check it out. Uh, some good speeches. That was that was really a good time. I was listening to it from home, and uh, tell you what, really, really cool. I love those things. I love I love when we celebrate harness racing superstars. It's 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 really awesome. But once again, check that out on the website, posttimeofmikeandmike.com. But really quickly, Mike, before we get to our last commercial break, um, I speaking of uh, awe inspiring and special moments yesterday here at Harris Philly. Uh, Tim Tietrich, one of his five wins yesterday was behind a horse named Turn the Page, who is uh, okay. trained um, by Frank and Jackie and Gracia. And it was so good to see Jackie and Gracia in the winner's circle. She still has a cast on, on her uh, on her arm. But nonetheless, I mean, you know, she, that was a pretty uh, big accident that she had about uh, three weeks ago, a month ago. And she spent, I believe, about a week in the hospital. But how good was it to see her? You talk about uh, a lady that is tough as nails. I think she fits that she fits that bill. That's amazing. Amazing to hear. It was a pretty serious accident to see her come back from that is uh, pretty amazing in its own right. All right, let's uh, take a time out. When we come back, we'll wrap this thing up on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, the USTA. Winback Farms welcomes 
three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts, and a Breeders' Crown champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Blue Chip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers, and a Breeders' Crown champion. Also the sire of the second richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance, and new to Ontario, my MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including Good Times Trot winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the USTA and Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich as we close this thing out. We'll see everybody back here on Saturday night, first post of 8.30. Myself, Mike Bozich, and Pete Metter will bring you the action live from Federland Racing and Entertainment. We'll see you this weekend when first post is 8.30. Good night. Can't stay here I know